Mic check one, two. Today's news cycle has been too good. I mean, I just found out about it like literally 10 minutes ago, and then I watched his response, which is the most rambling, incoherent thing as always. Oh, I didn't care to watch his response. Like, who gives a what he has to say at this point? Apparently several million Americans. Yeah, like I said, who? Really, you got nothing to add? All it was was announcement. I don't know yeah. if this actually has legs or not. I mean, this wouldn't be the first time he's indicted or sued or anything. He seems to be Teflon so i don't i don't know <laughs> i i i feel that very very much so much of the lead up to just the indictment has had the same feel as that scene in monty python holy grail where it's him running towards the guards and then backshot guards back to lancelot still running across that field for like five straight minutes <laughs> it's just it, it looks like it's never getting any closer it's always just imminent it has been imminent for months if not years. Was that this time last year? The, the I only don't thing, when that was. I don't the only know. thing that I think would be totally legit would be if he was actually selling the documents. Other than that, I really don't oh. think there would be anything potentially to like... Can oh. you sell them in NFT form? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this! Welcome, dear listener, to the QQ Cast. Today's Thursday, June eighth, twenty twenty-three. We're your hosts, Thunderpod, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, hi gentlemen. Correct. And this, dear listener, is Quest two ninety-eight, creeping closer to the big three hundred. Can we QQ review the Super Mario Brothers movie, twenty twenty-three? We can. Hooray. End of story. We can. The end. All right, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining See us. We'll later. be back next week with uh, episode two ninety-nine. Bye. <laughs> so yeah zach fucking watched the movie dude he fucking did it we did it no way do you do you remember okay. i i actually wrote down some notes thank god <laughs> Early, i was hoping we were movie? gonna talk about it like the day after i saw it so i i could i can wing it i'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, okay, well, uh, dear listener, the QQ review format is pretty simple. We start with our preconceptions and what surprises us, and then we get into the meat of it with the good and the bad, and then we wrap up with the verdict and predictions, because this billion-dollar movie will probably have a fucking sequel. So, uh, gentlemen, preconceptions. You magnificent bastard, I read your book! I knew! Of course! What the fuck just happened? I'll, I'll go first. I didn't have many. I did think Chris Pratt's voice was going to annoy the living fuck out of me. Outside of that, it was going to be a kid's movie. We weren't going to have character growth. You know, kid's movie. Yeah, didn't have a, didn't have too much other than, you know, it's Mario. Hooray! What did you guys have? Have you seen any of the Despicable Me movies? Actually, no. Yeah. No? Okay, so if... Um, it's, it's not... It's DreamWorks, right? No, Imagination. Imagination? Well, I Illumination? Mean, isn't that all DreamWorks? Illumin or, Illumination. Or, but whatever. It's, it's the minion people. So yeah, I, I knew that it was going to be some some pretty good looking stuff because the, uh, I mean, I think they're in like, it's still like that Pixar cartoony graphics-y type thing. But I mean, people have beautiful hair and all that other stuff. You can see every single strand and everything all the time. So I'm like, okay, it's going to probably be at least a visual treat. 
Um, they usually got their stuff together. They've always got fun gimmicky stuff. So I'm like, okay, at the very least, it's in good hands. I wasn't too, too worried that it was going to be as bad as previous incarnations. So I kind of came in at least thinking like it's, I will have a good time and I will enjoy myself. Oh man. Oh man. I'm terrified to get to the, what surprised you if you didn't enjoy yourself. (laughs) Zach, what were your preconceptions? Much the same as yours. Like I was surprised that Chris Pratt was going to do the voice of Mario. That seemed like a really weird choice. I was expecting to be pleased with the uh, a lot of the other choices for voice actors, though, like Jack Black as Bowser, Charlie Day as Luigi, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Yeah. Really <laughs> tickled me. So, you know, uh, there's enough around Chris Pratt that I'm like, okay, well, this is probably going to be a lot of fun. And then, yeah, Illumination, it's the Minion people, and those movies are, are also fun. So, yeah, I, I didn't expect any of the interesting design choices that we saw for like the sonic movie <laughs> to be uh gotta change it fast the mario film so yeah <laughs> but uh yeah no it it really just I, I i have to approach it with an open mind because the very face of it is dumb as hell they're trying to lorify add uh, they're trying to give Mario more lore than he really needs. It's a plumber who stomps on turtles and rescues a princess. Did, did they give I get, it lore? Yeah, that's I don't think that's it. Any fucking lore, but we'll we'll get into that. I don't know. I don't know, man. There's some there's some fucking lore. All right, well maybe that's what surprised you. Let's let's get around here. So, what surprised me, gentlemen, I didn't mind the Chris Pratt voice. It didn't I was just afraid it would make me think of Chris Pratt the whole time, and it didn't. I'm not telling you it was a great Mario voice, but it just, it was enough not Chris Pratt to be fine with me, and I didn't fucking expect that. So, that is what surprised me. Ruli? I think in the past, one of the things I established was, like, how are they going to make Mario a parkour ninja? I was kind of surprised with how they dealt with that, with two scenes that we'll probably get into more particularly, but um, they they did pretty decent at that. So I was kind of like, okay, like, like I can run with this. This, this is fine. So I was, I was surprised that they addressed that issue. (laughs) Okay. Park or surprise. All right. Zach, what surprised you? I was also pleasantly surprised to not mind Chris Pratt doing the Mario voice. I was again pleasantly surprised that Mario wasn't a caricature of an Italian accent the entire movie. I was a little bit surprised by I I I don't want to use the term world building because it wasn't that. No, you would have to make a hardcore argument that any of that was world building. Again, we'll get into it, it but like it was just, I guess I was a little surprised with how how much they tried to make the Mario mythology ecosystem, maybe. Like, really, just all of the Nintendo properties have yeah, they, some kind of unifying existence. Yeah, like, they, they needed something to, tie, to bring everything together. It's just like, hey... Like there's there's uh, Smash Brothers. Well, well, how do they get there? Well, apparently they all live in the same neighborhood. So there, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Just flesh that out a little yeah. bit more. So I'm just like, I, I guess, sure, yeah, why not? I, 
I was surprised by how many references were crammed into the whole fucking movie. Oh my I'm goodness, surprised so you were surprised. It's a 90-minute film. Frankly. Well, I, I mean, really, it's just the sheer volume. You knew there was going to be a lot, but holy shit, they covered a lot in a short movie. Like, it's a 90-minute movie. So, yeah, that, that was surprising. But anyway, yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, let's get into the good. This is so wizard. Groovy. So good. Shut up and take my money. So, gentlemen, I think I'm going to come out. We're talking about uh, a little bit about voice acting. Man, those Jack Black songs were fucking great. I don't know. I loved it. I didn't, uh, didn't expect that. It was all stunt casting. I think most of the actors were just fine. Uh, again, Chris Pratt was fine enough to not annoy me. I didn't expect to like Jack Black as much as I did, but the fact that they had Bowser singing, I was totally fucking cool with. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that was that was entertaining. Toad was definitely my favorite. I love it <laughs> when a voice actor so... is so, like, you can't tell it's them. And so Keegan-Michael yeah. Key, I don't know how much of that was a voice versus, like, uh, a voice, what, what do they call that? Synthesizer, whatever the fuck. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how much was which. But yes, because it, you couldn't tell it was Eagle Michael Key, I'm like two thumbs way up. That's the way I feel about Bradley Cooper and Rocket Raccoon. I don't hear Bradley Cooper. I hear Rocket fucking Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Toad was my, my hands-down favorite. I thought Luigi was pretty funny. Donkey Kong was okay. It was definitely Seth Rogen just being Seth Rogen. Oh, uh, yeah. It was just <laughs> Seth Rogen. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't mind that so much, personally. I get it. It's kind of tired, but yeah, whatever. It's still fun. What did you think about um, What did you think about Charlie Day? Because I thought he was fine, but I just heard Charlie Day. Other people fucking loved him as Luigi. I, you know, I, I think Charlie Day is Luigi enough that you can kind <laughs> of squint and see both at the same time. <laughs> uh, so it it's fine. I, I I think that he was appropriately cast and. Yeah, uh, it's not like Luigi had a shit ton of screen time. He had enough to make him interesting, and he was kind of the the princess of the movie, which was uh, <laughs> yeah, that was nice, unexpected and nice. Like uh, so, you know, it was it was fine. Jack Black was excellent, of course, but like I said, I think I think Toad was my favorite out of all of them. Yeah. All right, Ruli, what did you like about the movie? What was good? Yeah, so so going back to like what I was saying, the the pork rod ninja stuff, I was really surprised they had, that they had him doing some crazy gymnastic stuff in the real world within that first scene within the first couple of minutes. And I like that it's side scrolled. Um, that was great. Completely and utterly not unnecessary to some extent. The side scrolling was cool, but yeah, like the whole fact like that it kind of ended with that whole like getting the flag at the end of the castle type gimmicky thing was was an interesting thing to do. So at least like I was saying, like at least they kind of established that he does all the raid and running and crazy and jumping things. So that 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 was good. And I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I'm like, okay, this this meets my criteria. Everything else is I can run with. Is the only thing that I was concerned with. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then I, I should I save the montage for later or can we, we want to talk about it now? Yeah, go ahead. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like the, the montage thing, right? So like I think that was another thing that needed to happen. But I think one of the cool things that I kind of liked about it is it kind of um, ties into 
I, I suck at video games. I don't know how much you guys have gone through this, but the uh, effort of playing a level over and over and over again until you can master it and you don't even have to look at the screen and you can just go through the entire level. Um, so, just just yeah. seeing that kind of like visualized on screen and kind of that tie in with him learning the whole world as it works and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. What was it? Was it Super Mario Maker? The yeah. the one where you create your own levels. Yep. That's yeah. what that that montage thing made me think of. Mm-hmm. It was like somebody put a maker level together, and that's what he's training on. And yeah, exactly that feeling of fighting the stage over and over and over until you finally get it, or at least in his case, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that was that was entertaining for sure, and it definitely needed to happen just to establish what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Yeah, no, the bit with the uh, the first one that you mentioned, though, running through the the construction zone, swinging down the flagpole with the what was it like Castle Burger in the yeah. background next to it. Yeah. That was that was hilarious to me, and it was the first like really blatantly obvious reference that they made oh, to you... like the video game part of the Mario. But it's it's universe, funny that right? you you say that, but. I would imagine that there's probably a whole audience that has no idea what that's referring to whatsoever. Yeah, there's a Jumpman I mean, cabinet right. in the back of the uh, pizza parlor. There's there's just references everywhere that yeah. I, I there's think... references everywhere. Yeah. But I saw that one, and yeah, of course, like you you see the little bits and stuff in the background, and you expect that that kind of thing to be there. Uh, this one was you know front and center and foreground, mm-hmm. and it was so obviously contrived that you're like, okay, this is gonna be you know, the one time that they make this joke and then they're going to go on from there and have like a real story. And they didn't. They, didn't. <laughs> they just kept doing it over and over and over again. I don't know whether I like it or hate it, but yeah, no, that, that just didn't stop. The entire movie is just Nintendo tropes. So I'm going to put and say, I didn't, I didn't mind that. This thing is marinated in, you know, fan service and references and Easter eggs. And it's a Mario movie. I'm fine. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it was cute to me. I, I just, I don't know. Uh, and other things, like Star Wars, I'm like, God, stop doing the same shit. I don't know. This was the first Mario movie we ever got, and they're littering it with references. Fucking fine. I don't care. I think at one point, he should have had an existential crisis with the one-up system. <laughs> but he never did. That's the only thing that I'm missing. So, some of my anyway. favorite references were the things that um, were actually specific to kind of like specific games or other games. So, when they fall off of Rainbow Road and they get eaten by the eel, then when they get out, they're on a barrel that's uh, from Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze. So, like, there's some of the cross... What do you what do you call that? Cross game, cross franchise references that I liked quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the fight scene with Donkey Kong, where it turns into the original Donkey Kong at one point, briefly. <laughs> yeah, no. And ends like with Cat Mario, which I am cool with. Ends with Cat Mario. Of course. Yeah, I could no, sit here and, and say, oh, I liked all the references for forever, but no, they're they're fun. That's that's my <laughs> I'm not gonna belabor the point. It was <laughs> it was fun, it was fine to me. Okay, anything else in the good category, gentlemen? because uh, I will just say again, like I I don't think there's what's interesting here, I have a bunch of stuff to talk about in the bad that I just think are more interesting conversations. Because I don't think it's interesting to talk about the Easter eggs. I don't think it's interesting to say, oh, the the fucking uh graphics and you know the visuals were beautiful because yeah they, they fucking were i don't think any of that's interesting to say so it looks good it sounds good the voice actors were uh ranged from okay to good and there's there was one bad that i'll get into 
Um, I, I don't have a lot of interesting things to say other than, yes, I enjoyed it. It's a fun children's movie with Mario. It was fun. And it's a children's this, movie, as we'll the, get to in the review at the end. The, the movie is probably the best animated movie I've seen, like, from a visual perspective. It's pretty stunning. Like, I even think it, like, maybe tops some of the Pixar stuff. It just... From the arms race of how many cycles you can put into rendering a scene, <laughs> they spent a lot of time and money on doing that. So um, I think everything looked pretty incredibly amazing. And like just just the visual spectacle was was worth admission. Agreed. Zach, anything else to put in the good category before we move on? Uh, no, I think you guys covered it. Maybe I'll think of something else redeeming later. But <laughs> yeah, we can move on. All right, moving on to the bad. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It stinks. Get him away! Hey, boo! Boo! I was saying boo-earns. So, gentlemen, I have seven bullets written down for the bad. (laughs) And again, I just think these these aren't, like, huge complaints, but I I think they're more interesting conversations. So I'll start out with the one voice that did bug the ever-living shit out of me. And every time this person spoke, I was just taken out of the movie. I was like, what the fuck? That was Cranky Kong's voice. The, uh, the king of the Kong. I was just like, what voice is this? And it's not an old man. What is this? It drove. I don't even know who the actor was. It drove me crazy. Did you guys have any voice actors you just thought were just not good? Because everyone else was fine. You know, it's fine. Um, I, I don't think I like Jack Black as much as y'all did. Oh, shit. Get in the bitch. <laughs> go, go, go. No, no. I mean, I just, it just, I, I just kept seeing Jack Black and hearing Jack Black. And I'm like, this. It was him play, being himself, right? And I think that kind of maybe just not enjoy it. It's just be, be a little bit more Koopa-y, I guess. I mean, I, I agree with you, but it, it felt like it fit right over Bowser in a way that I just, like, a perfect suit that just slid right onto him in a way oh, that it's... I didn't expect. Like, hearing Bowser sing a song about peaches was so Bowser. You know, I played, like, Mario RPG, right? And he cries when he can't get Peach and, like, it's, he tries to hide it. Like, that is so that character to me. And I, I just kind of fucking loved it. it. Like you're right, and I, I guess, loved it. and I guess maybe that's that's where the disconnect was. Like, I guess how how official is Super Mario RPG in the Mario canon world? You know what I mean? It's just like I I get that it's hard to put a persona on the bad guy that wants to kidnap the girl thing. Oh sure, uh, that's but, fine. but 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 yeah. I think I do think that was it was it was played off more as the. You, everyone was probably thinking that he was going to be like the grumpy, evil bad guy, but to have a soft side like that was definitely it, it was it was the gag of it, right? And I'm like, I guess that's okay. I, I can run with this, but it's like it's yeah. But but I I don't know how they could have done it better, so I can't complain that much. But I just I just think that was just the whole Koopa side of thing was just lacking, which I wish they could have done better. Eh. Uh, Zach, your turn. Anything anything in the bad? And I'll keep going my, down my list. I so you remember how I said they didn't have any of those questionable design choices like uh, the Sonic movie did? <laughs> yes. Uh, except for Peach's face. Oh, it's on my list. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was she so uncanny looked, valley. She looked so weird, and I yes. can't quite put my fingers on what it was. I think maybe her eyes were too big and too close together at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and you know, nothing against uh, Anya Taylor Joy. She just. Wait, do you see how close Donkey Kong's eyes are to his He's an anthropomorphic <laughs> ape. Okay. Yeah, but at least he had, like, a brow overhanging it. Like, they, they, those eyes fit in his skull. 
I don't know. I think it was like the mouth or the cheeks or something. Again, it was Uncanny Valley. I can't tell you why. Exactly. Something about it was very off. And the that offness, coupled with just the... Again, nothing against Anya Taylor-Joy. The voice acting was fine, but it just didn't quite mesh with the character. And so the entire time that Peach was on screen, I was uncomfortable. I don't know. Uh, that is just weird. Yeah. All right, moving on down my list. Uh, I, one of the things I found really weird was the music. The music was so wildly bipolar. It would be like, oh, we're, we're remixing Mario songs, we're remixing Mario songs, and all of a sudden, like, hard 80s rock. Like when they're picking their carts. And again, they'd just be moving from Mario track to Mario track. They wouldn't stay on one. And then again, they'd put in a rock song. And I was just like, dude, this is schizophrenic. Like this, this, this soundtrack, it's not that any of it sounded bad. But it was just fucking schizophrenic. So again, it's not that I yeah. disliked it. But it was like, guys, this is weird. Why did we all of a sudden cut to like Thunderstruck while they're building race cars in the Donkey Kong land. Like, what the fuck is this what, shit? What song would have been appropriate to assembling monster trucks to? I don't know. The Mario Kart theme, maybe? Who fucking knows? Do you know how much music Nintendo has to pick from? Yeah, yeah. And they no, licensed I, I, I Thunderstruck. Was, I thought that scene was pretty cool. So, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the soundtrack of the Mario stuff when it was the Mario stuff. And I don't know, I, I guess I didn't take it as as a shock, but I guess maybe that's because I've probably seen a little bit more of these kid movies. And I pro- it's it's the maybe. trope of those kid movies <laughs> to have the silly montage, to have the songs that are, you know, there, there's always going to be like one or two pop songs in it just because that's just the way these things are. So it was fine. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, do you want to add anything, or do you want me to keep going down my list? I mean, Rock Band was on the Wii. (laughs) Yeah, that makes it a Mario property. So, I think Zach, or, I mean, we've all kind of talked about the world building. I don't know how long it took to get to Mario Land. I I guess it's even Mario Land, but I I kind of go back and forth of how necessary, like, the family dinner scene stuff was. I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting. It established some stuff but also at the same time it's just like it's so irrelevant like um but yeah i'm curious what y'all think and then I, I have one more thing i want to add to that yeah i think it's unfair to call it world building maybe scene setting <laughs> is, uh, is the better term like it it was just they 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 chose a very colorful very dissonant backdrop for the whole arc uh and they tried to bring it together and yeah, okay. It's a 90-minute film. They jumped around a lot, but fine. You know, <laughs> you can you can sort of forgive it for trying to cram as much in as they possibly could. I want to agree with you about the dinner scene in particular though. Uh except that they did use it when they had the heart-to-heart with Donkey Kong. It's like, yeah, my dad's disappointed in me too. And he was, and you saw that at the very beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah. Show so, don't tell. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, okay. I don't here's know. What's, I don't hate it funny for that, me. but like, yeah. I have the Mario dinner scene as well. However, I have it for a different reason than you guys. Okay, so what the fuck? Mario and Luigi are grown ass men who have their own business, but Mario apparently lives at home. He takes his spaghetti up to his room. So Mario lives with his parents, I guess? Didn't how, understand you don't become that. 
where do you think he has all the time to train to be a parkour ninja? You you can have a full time job in a real profession. <laughs> well, I guess plumbing is real. First. You can edit that out. You can edit that out. You can edit that out. <laughs> I feel uh, uh, he, he needed he needed some time to train. That's it. Sure, sure, and it's also not so unrelatable for a lot of people to be you know an adult with a job living with your parents that's a that's not an uncommon thing it turns out this is a movie <laughs> for gen z so, so. Well, but, not, but not only that but i I, th- I think um let's just put it this way non-white families tend to live in their houses a little bit longer oh dear god so, <laughs> that so all ended up you can edit that out. I could, I could see the, um, I could see the appeal for the family side of it, right? Especially with like that strong brother bonding type things. Um, but that was one of the things that threw me off a little bit. Just trying to figure out like where the, um, the Mario family structure is in a sense, because it just like. I th- would think that he would be more like the bigger family unit of like, I want to rescue my brother and I want to go back home to my family. I just trying to figure out what that balance was. But again, it's just like part of me wants to care about that. But part of me also wants to be like, I don't care about this. Just just show me more blue shells and jumping on turtles. Like, that's all I care about. I don't, I don't need the family complexities here in this movie. Thank yeah, that you. was a weird inaccuracy. The blue shell comes from like a green turtle where he turns himself into a blue shell. Uh, they broke the lore. Okay, jeez. Anyway, anyways, I like that the blue shell basically turned him into a suicide bomber. (laughs) (laughs) I'll edit that out too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I only have one other. I have a couple like two little tiny things, but then the only other thing I had here is the whole pipes that get him into the mushroom kingdom. They go down like, wow, I've never seen these. Wonder how long they've been here. What is this? This is giant pipe thing, and then they literally never talk about it again like they do not you talk about lore you talk about world building like talk about easter eggs what the fuck was up with the underground pipe layer and how it got them back and forth like i not that i needed some complex fucking answer to this but the fact that they never even mentioned it again was pretty weird to me um i thought that was a callback to the original uh, live action mario movie oh dear god no that is I doubt they're making any references to fucking the 1990s well, Mario movie. Well, they they needed some way to transfer transport him in into another world, right? And all the the head canon of some plumber getting high off mushrooms doesn't really work for a kids <laughs> movie. So, like again, it's like one of those things where just like how could you have executed that transition from one world to another? I don't really think. I, I mean, I think that's the best they could have done. I mean, I don't fault that one that much. Uh, but as far as not referencing it again, did you stay for the stinger? Yeah, I did. Okay, so I mean, it was referenced at the end, kind of, sorta. Well, so okay, that's that's the segue into I'll just say my last my last complaint, which is this movie had a distinct lack of Yoshi. We had a herd of Yoshi's in the background, and the stinger was the Yoshi egg in the pipe room thing. Yes, so pretty underwhelming to be honest. Just uh, refresh my memory. Uh, which game in the Mario series did Yoshi first appear? Super Mario World for the SNES. So that was this. So that was like what the second, third, fourth, fourth, fourth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we'll see Yoshi in the in the next movie. Well, cool, uh, gentlemen. Anything else to put in the bad category? Uh, they really did the penguins dirty. Oh, oh. 
I, I, oh yeah, the penguins are dirty. Okay, go talk about the penguins. And I, I have one thing I want to throw in. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Okay. They just they did the penguins dirty. The uh, the 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 king penguin. That is just a taste of our wrath. Do you yield? Was hilarious. Was um, good Too bad that and then they teaser gave it away and all, but it was good opening. <laughs> yeah. Ruli, what were you oh, say? I remembered something else good. But go ahead, Ruli. Oh, you know it, this might be the bad one. So. Um, Again, with kid movies, there's always this trope of, like, trying to have some degree of adult humor in there. Um, and I just, I couldn't get into the whole, uh, I don't know what the, the, the creatures are called from, what is it, galaxies? But the super nihilistic little star dude. The Luma! I forgot oh, about the Luma! I love no. the Luma! I love I it! I, I, it felt too out of place. And I was like, oh my Fuck goodness, I'm going to explain, I love it. I'm to explain this to my children about why this thing is embracing a sweet Yay. death. <laughs> sweet release! Thankfully, they didn't ask a question about that, but oh. I was worried I was going to have some existential conversations coming out of that show. <laughs> sorry, dude. I fucking loved it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about that too, and that was the thing that I just remembered before you said that. So <laughs> thanks for bringing it up. Uh, yeah, no, I love that little fucking star. Oh, so good. Okay. The best part was that he's anti gravity. Like he flies, and he can fit through the bars. He could leave at any time. <laughs> he chose to be there. He chose to be in that dungeon, waiting for the sweet release of death. So yeah, you know what the lesson there is. It's basically you choose your happiness. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, before we get to the verdict, I have to inject our sponsor. After these messages, we'll be right back. Oh, okay, I got a whole I got a whole bit here. Ready? <clears throat> Do it. Bit it up. Hey, dear listener, do you like the QQ cast? Then you can go to qq-cast.com and buy our merchandise. We have t-shirts ranging from size to you can also get our aminal pins for the low, low price of out of stock. And now for a limited time, you can pre-order the QQ cast 10th anniversary vinyl expected to ship in false. Man, you guys didn't even chuckle. And I was I was thinking about that all fucking day. <laughs> is, is it reference to the to commercial I did? <laughs> No, but it could be. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying not to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, uh, same. <laughs> I, I thought that was a callback to the commercial that they made. No, <laughs> just trying to do a dumb ad. Fine. Fuck it. No, good job. Four, four keys. You did it. Amazing. You did good. You did good. Encore. <laughs> Let's get to the... <laughs> I was going to say news. Let's get to the verdict. You've got to win this one. I bribed everyone in Hollywood. And the Oscar goes to... Two chicks at the same time, man. That's it? You gotta be fucking kidding. All right, uh, dear listener, the QQ scale is pretty simple. A one is an I did not like it, and I don't think you'll like it. A two is a I didn't like it, but I could see why maybe you would. A three is a I liked it, but I could understand why you didn't. And a four, the biggest rating we give, is an I liked it, and I think you'll like this too. Gentlemen, what's your QQ review? I think I'm gonna go with three. Oh, I'm I, an easy three. I'm. A, I'm. A, that's just yeah. I, I am an easy three. I. I think unfortunately I have to go with two. Oh shit! And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you the conversation I had with 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 Claudia after the movie. So Claudia doesn't play video games. So 
90% of the movie just goes past you. And I think a lot of the charm of like hearing the music, seeing the sights and all this other stuff is really completely lost if you don't have any exposure to, you know, any of the, you know, Mario industry, which I mean, I, as hard as that is, you know, for folks to believe, you know, there are some folks that just know nothing about Mario. So if you looked at it from that way, she's like, it's a, it's, it was an okay kid movie. It just like, there, there's, you know, it's just like, I think like Hotel Transylvania might be better than, oh, than God, Mario. Fuck you. But, no, but, 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 but seriously, it, it's like, I, it's, it's not as bad as like the, the Star Wars where it relies on like the stuff, but I mean, it, it felt like at least for a big chunk of it, like it was really just like, Hey, remember this thing, kids? Hey, remember this one? Remember liking this thing? Um, it's plays so much into the nostalgia that I, I don't think it can hold on its own. So I think it's a two. See, that's, just, that's exactly, I, I agree that you said, and that's why I, I said it's a three. Cause like mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but if you are not into Mario, you won't enjoy it. Hence, hence the, the three uh, is, is, you know, my take on it. Because this is a fucking children's movie. People complaining, oh, there wasn't very deep characters, or the plot didn't, you know... I mean, it made perfect sense. As characters go from A to B to rescue Book Brother. Um, it's fucking fine. But yeah, if you have no affinity for Mario, or you're not a child, you might not like this movie. And, okay, I get it. So yeah, Claudia didn't like it. That makes perfect sense to me. But the cool. two means you didn't like it. Can I, can I go with 2.5? God damn you. <laughs> Zach, defend your three. Tell Rui why he is wrong. Uh, no, nah, I get it. Like that's why I, that's why I chose three. Like I thought it was fine. I enjoyed the the references uh, that came fast, furious, and sometimes unnoticed. But uh, yeah, I I totally get why somebody wouldn't enjoy the movie. Um, cool. you know, it had had some structural problems maybe just due to the uh, amount of sheer content that they were trying to give at least a tiny bit of homage to so pacing was weird in places but you know it's a 90 minute film so you can forgive a lot of that yeah all together like i said i had fun with it i didn't really have an expectation that it was going to be an oscar award winning piece of cinema but um yeah, I also get why somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's in the same. Wait, when did when did Avatar come out? Was that this year? Or was yeah, it, it was actually. Year? Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess. I guess I, I don't want to throw one thing out there. I think the other this is just personal pet peeve, but I've I'm so over the origin story movie. Just just let's just go just go to part two. Already, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, I'm gonna enjoy part that. two more. Just, just like let's let's just go into that part and it'll be more fun. Agreed. All right, gentlemen. So predictions for the future. I will predict there will be more Mario movies. I predict there will be a Yoshi. These are my predictions. Um, you know what's funny? Um, we didn't even talk about the MacGuffin of this movie whatsoever. Um, Power star. I I I don't know what arbitrary MacGuffin is going to come out. Um, but I think given. I mean, is it is it people getting sick and Mario has to be a doctor now? Is it Ooh. starting? You know, like like um, I, I'm a sucker for for battle movies. So is is it the Mario has been invoked for to defend the Earth in the Smash <laughs> Brothers tournament? I, that would be a fun movie. I think there's a lot of options to go with, but I think if they like if they try to make the big bad or the like the 
like the, uh, what's it called? I guess the core conflict, the core game, for lack of a better term, I think it's going to kind of be lame. So I, I hope they do something fun and clever with I, the, the bigger Mario universe. Yeah, I could see them going into Mario Galaxy, especially with the Luma being in this movie. But at the same time, I don't know, like, do you go straight into the outer space movie? Do you just skip over the whole Mario world and dinosaurs concept? I don't know. I don't know if you do that or see, not. See, I think they could have done a uh, Spider-Verse for Mario and probably had a better time. Oh, God. Like, imagine <laughs> imagine an opening scene where, yeah, it starts out just like this one did. They got the commercial. They're starting up their plumber business. They have the whole family scene. And then <laughs> aliens invade, except the aliens are the giant hand from Smash Brothers. <laughs> pluck random people out. Mario and Luigi get caught up. Uh, they have to save the world, and alien technology is the portal system that gets them to the different worlds and zones. And Bowser doesn't have to be the main bad guy. He can just be a fun character like Black Jack Black wanted him to be. So, I, yeah. I, I, think I think there's if, a bunch of different ways you could go with it. I think if they go the team-up route with uh, Bowser and Mario, I think that would also be way more fun. So, uh, Well, oh, we're going to find out. Oh, and then other thing, just because, sorry, there's just too many things in this movie. They packed a lot in 90 minutes. Um, they really did. The um, the flashback with the baby Marios, with the baby Mario and Luigi was just, just hilarious <laughs> and amazing. <laughs> yes, that was. That was really adorable. I was actually, I was surprised they went with that animation style. I'm like, okay, but it worked. Good for them. Yeah. I'd forgotten that scene. For there 90 minutes, so they shoved a lot movie. of shit in there. <laughs> yes. Oh, we should have so, just we should have so said that up front in the good. 90 minutes. Thank God. I don't want a three-hour fucking movie. I did finally oh, watch man. RRR, and it was really good, but I don't want a three-hour fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely not. Like, 90 minutes was about right. Uh, it could have... Honestly, I'm not going to criticize the length. I think that was that was a good choice on whoever's part that decision was made. So, yeah. All right, well, gentlemen, before we get to the news, I wanted to do a brief digression into a, uh, a slight QQ rambles. Hey, dear listener, this is another entry in the unfortunately recurring segment, the QQ cast rambles. So three, two, one, let's jam. Gentlemen, I went to a LAN party. La That's not true. I hosted a LAN party last night. Wow. Oh, wow. It was so... Awesome. Basically, two of my friends came over. I had my laptop, I had my Xbox, and I had the Steam Deck, and we all played Diablo together. Oh, nice. It was a fucking great time. That is cool. Is that a LAN party? Did anybody bring their own system? Well, no, because they had desktops. Like, they couldn't bring them. <laughs> Hence, my three machines were, were taking care of us. Yeah, okay. So, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, three of us in a room playing the fucking... Uh, the same game together. I, I call it that's as close to a fucking LAN party as you're going to get in 2023. Were you playing it over LAN? <laughs> we were on the same network uh, sharing Wi-Fi, so <laughs> sort of? I mean, I'm the mean, WAN? The same yeah, WAN? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised y'all were able to play, because I've, I've been seeing a bunch of people complain about 19-hour login times, so congratulations <laughs> no. on that. Oh. Actually, the launch has gone very well. I, you know, I want to give credit where it's due. The launch has gone yeah. very well and very smooth. There was a PlayStation outage in early access. Uh, there was some queuing for login a couple of days ago, but it didn't last very long. And then today, there actually was like a two-hour, like, full-on outage. But on the whole, this has actually been a very good launch for them. So, yeah. again, a few, 
brief interruptions. Significant, but brief interruptions. So, not bad. That is cool. I mean, it's it's rare these days that we get to, like, sit in the same room and play a game that we're all, you know, at least engaged in, if not excited about. So, yeah, no, that's that's yeah. super fun. Whenever I visit uh, Trey and Steph at night after Lyra gets put to bed, the three of us always play a game together, and so we played, like, Return of the Oprah Din together. And that's the closest I've come to, like, you know, in room co-op land partying which is a ton of fun this was the first time again I, I would actually call it in a very real sense a land party and it was an absolute fucking blast so uh yeah can't I, I need to do that again it was fucking great yeah did you guys scrape together like couch change for pizza we did order <laughs> pizza man fucking stuffed crust from pizza hut motherfucker uh, of course you did but did you have to feel poor while you did it like that that to me is the quintessential land party experience. No, I felt rich with my designer dog and Xbox Series S. I'm kinda of poor. It's only a Series S, not a Series X. Oh man. Yeah, no. You're really uh really down with the struggle. <laughs> Alright, gentlemen, let's get to the news. Good news, everyone! Great news, everyone! Bad news, everyone! Uh-oh, I don't like the sound of that. You are? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think Zach has the first headline. No, no, I'm just laughing at the the fucking news cycle. We covered it in the in the, the warm-up. Oh, yeah, uh, we're not... fine. In the mic check, we're not talking about any of that shit. <laughs> the news. <laughs> the news was fucking wild today. Uh, what else is going on? So, uh, what, what's the name of the Summer Games... Summer Game Fest happened today. There's tons of announcements. Uh, you know, Marvel Snap made an announcement there, which was cool. But they announced a bunch of games, uh, some new Final Fantasy games, a release date for the Spider-Man game, all sorts of stuff. Not a, Apparently, that's where the, the Star Trek games were announced as well, Zach. So, I don't know, not a lot of things that, that caught my eye. Um, I think I'm going to make you guys watch one trailer uh, from that, just because I think it's funny. But... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Lots of lots of video game announcements. Like it is a great time to be a gamer. There's so many great games Let's out there. We, we we don't we are uh what, what's the term? Something for choice. We are we do not spoiled. want for choice. Spoiled for choice. Spoiled for choice. Thank you. Uh, or tyranny of choice. If you're yes, We're too not. many, too many. <laughs> There's too many. I can't make a decision. Uh, I want to run down the highlights though, just for completeness' sake. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth in 2024. Fortnite. Who cares? Marvel Snap competitive ladder with conquest mode spider-man 2 finally has a release date uh alan wake 2 gameplay i extended look sonic's back with a 2d side scroller witcher season 3's new trailer uh wait a second isn't that the show that's the why show that yeah i don't here? know why they debuted here but that's the show all right whatever uh ubisoft ubisoft is making a new <laughs> side scrolling prince of persia game which Makes sense. Uh, and Mortal Kombat 1's first gory gameplay trailer was shown. I'm so confused by their number system. And I think the trailer uh, was out way earlier, too, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, they did an announcement, which you could, I guess, call a trailer. But, like, yeah, they're they're rebooting Mortal Kombat for reasons that are known only to them. Yeah, which I think um, we mentioned on the broadcast previously, Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. The most interesting thing I think in there is honestly the new side-scrolling Prince of Persia game. Because Prince of Persia was one of those that uh, way back when it started as a side-scroller and they did a 3D Prince of Persia 
that was a glorified tech demo for whatever uh, Cry engine they were on at the time. And uh, it was it was gorgeous. It was even, dare I say, a fair amount of fun. And it was a spiritual ancestor of a lot of popular adventure games, including uh, Just Cause, the whole Tomb Raider series, and several others. So going back to side-scrolling is an interesting choice, and I will be curious to see what they do with that, because I don't know what territory they, what new territory they could cover in that medium. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because the, I think it was just recently, in the past couple of weeks, they announced that the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake was canned. So it's interesting yeah. they would come out immediately with a side-scroller after that, but yeah. Unless it's like just a mobile game cash grab, which would make a lot more sense and be equally disappointing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know what they'll do with it, and I'm curious. That that That's the most intriguing highlight in that list to me. Uh, oh, and yeah, I guess the Star Trek Grand Strategy game from Paradox bears an honorable mention. <laughs> we won't subject Ruli to that. So gentlemen, there's only <laughs> one other headline uh, that I really wanted to talk about with you two. Anything to add before I get into the Apple announcement? Good Omen Season 2 is coming. Yeah, I was going to have us Post- watch that trailer later. I, I want to watch that trailer because I, I was. It, it's been so long. The first season was so good, and I'm really excited about a second season. Really, did you watch Good Omens? Nah, I didn't watch it. Oh, it's great. It's fucking great. It's so short, too. Good. Real short. Was it eight, eight half-hour episodes or something? Or something, yeah. Or something. Whatever. All right, well, cool. Gentlemen, let's do it. Apple made an announcement. Zach, why don't you oh. announce Apple's announcement to Dear Listener? So this was the, uh, the, the goggles. My eyes, the goggles do nothing. The Apple Vision Pro ski goggles. It's an AR slash VR headset. It is, and my favorite part about this is that when they announced the price, uh, there was a video floating around <laughs> of the entire audience groaning in unison. Uh, it's $3,500 for this headset. Um... It lasts for two hours on battery and can be connected to an external power source. The only thing that is compelling to me about this device is beyond uh, some of the obvious bits. Like, Apple does do a good job with their hardware generally, um, ignoring some specific instances, looking at UI Phone 6. <laughs> uh, the innovations that they have put into this headset are interesting enough on their own sure the price is a problem okay but they are basically treating it within the apple ecosystem as a system replacement which i think is the most compelling piece of the story of this whole thing there have been a lot of uh there's been a lot of interest generally in computing in VR and AR spaces. The idea that you can have screens of virtually limitless number and size uh, floating in your field of vision is at least engaging enough of a concept that people have put a lot of energy into making it real in various systems that we've already seen. Um, 
you know, the the VR desktop was one of the first applications to come out when uh, the first really truly commercial VR headset started to come out, and uh, it's it, it's grown over time and become relatively successful. You can, if you're willing to, you know, sweat in a headset <laughs> uh, with the the heat generating thing right on your eyeballs, you can do pretty much anything that you could do with a desktop in your VR space. Um, if Apple has nailed the uh, video pass-through so that it is truly augmented reality in the cases where you're, you know, you need to be able to see your hands. And that's another thing. They don't have controllers for this. It is all gesture-based. Uh, if they've, you know, gotten the, the pass-through camera, which is working well enough that you can use it as an AR headset, the computing aspect of it as a system replacement is a little bit more than just viable. It's actually pretty neat. I don't think it's $3,500 worth of neat, <laughs> but, you know, it's a Gen 1 system, and that uh, that price point may make a lot more sense in the next iteration, or, you know, if they find some uh, way to bring that down, then it could be a legitimate option for a lot of people that are using you know, laptops and desktops today. So I, I have a couple things to say about this. But first, because you just mentioned the pass-through camera, camera, let's talk about the outward display. So this thing is <sighs> not so fucking weird. transparent. It is not see-through. It, of course, has a camera on your eyes. No shit. So the outer display is a screen that shows your eyes so people can see... That is just fucking weird, dude. What are they gonna see you blinking? It's gonna it it, it goes it gets think? blacked out when you're fully immersed, or it gets transparent when you have the transparent view on. Like it's just it's kind of funny. You to don't me, frankly. think the 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 me version of you that they're gonna make for you to be talking to people isn't more creepier than the eyes? Oh, I was about to make the same joke. Like zoom filters, <laughs> you are I, you are gonna just see me appear as Tom Nook in that motherfucker. Oh man, you know what? That's actually a selling point to me because if I can get uh, the mask from Majora's Mask to show up on my face when God, I'm wearing the thing, brilliant bastard! Like, oh man, I'm I'm in. I'm I'm totally sold. Nice. Uh, on the one hand, I get it. Like, if they're really meaning for this to be a system replacement, then there has to be a way for people outside of that system to still engage with you the same way they would if they you know stopped by your desk while you were working on your laptop or your desktop system and that is a solution i don't know if it's the best one (laughs) (laughs) don't get me wrong but it is a solution and i don't knock them points for including it as a feature i will knock them points if they don't let you customize what it shows (laughs) <laughs> Someone is gonna jailbreak it. Don't worry. Here's the thing: See, the you, only did thing. Did you guys? Go ahead. Did you guys ever play Watch Dogs? No, but I'm no. With it. Yeah. No. 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 Yes. I mean, no. Uh, there's a character in in Watch Dogs who has um, crippling social anxiety, and the way that he gets around that is by wearing an LED mask that he made himself that <laughs> uh, shows uh, basically emojis on it. Uh, to indicate, you know, his his emotions and, and uh, what he would convey with facial expressions, just you know, in a digital form, and that's what that reminds me of. And if you could do something very much like that 
you know, show the emojis as you're going through, if you could have it recognize that you're frowning and show a frowny face in the mask, that wouldn't be terrible. I, I <laughs> don't hate that. And there is absolutely an angle for, um, you know, ASD folks, the the whole ASD community, to use this as a tool for engaging with the world that, you know, isn't terrible. Okay, but that's so, maybe giving them a little more credit than they deserve. It's it still a $3,500 cash grab, so <laughs> it's very fucking expensive. Uh, are, are we going to do a whole podcast on this eventually? Because I have so many thoughts. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we can come back to this, especially when there's okay. more information. Um, uh, but I will say, um, the, the, the brief of it is, I don't want to be cynical about it, but there's a lot of things to be cynical about it, but also I think it's the magical future, and I'm like, how do I learn how to develop for this thing? Because... If this is the future, I want to get on board sooner rather than later. And uh, I think it really comes down for me is just like, at the end of the day, Apple is a billion dollar company. And um, obviously they take they take bets, but also they're going to play it pretty safe and do things that are going to make them as much money as possible. So I think once they've dipped their toes in the water and, you know, basically confirmed that this is the future, I don't know if it's one of those just like... The GD's out of the bottle. That's it. Like this, this is the future. And um, if it succeeds, but at that price point, it's gonna have a really hard time succeeding, in my opinion. Um, I yes, yes, and no. Like, um, I think Zach said it right. This is a a, a V one type thing, right? Um, Keep try to keep in mind. Oh, what's up? I said I'm trying real hard not to underestimate the Apple fan base. Well, it, but it's not it's not the fan base though, right? It's it's their iterative design, right? Cuz like sure. at the end of the day, you don't make money by sending by by selling all your products to just Americans. You got to hit that India and China sweet spot to really start, you know, getting the money. But unfortunately with that that also is having the iPhone C or whatever it is, right? A more cheaper entry level of device that may not have the 10, you know, may not have the 10 cameras, may not have the outward facing eyeballs, may not have X, Y, and Z, but still has those core fun- functionalities that make it, you know, a, a sweet product to have. And I think maybe once Gen 2 or 3 comes along is when we'll start seeing that. Because there are so many bells and whistles on that thing. Like, it's it's pretty incredible. So I think there's probably room for them to remove the nice-to-haves and I think starting at like that base, like that, that super high price point, like the pros in the title, right? The fact that pros in the title means that there is going to be the not pro version at some point. So I think it's it's gonna get there. It's just a matter of how much is the cheaper version. Is it a thousand bucks? Is it five hundred bucks? Um, what does that look like? So. Yeah, what's the cheapest MacBook? Oh, it's gotta be over a thousand dollars. Well, if, yeah. if you want to say it, a five hundred dollar iPad. But yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. So the the thing that I'm that this whole thing makes me think of, and maybe it's optimism on my part because I'm very much in the uh, VR and AR have a future camp. Uh, I don't know if they are the future, but it's very cool technology, very exciting stuff, and there's a lot more that is made possible by continuing to develop those technologies than an alternative which doesn't really exist. (laughs) We're just sticking to what we have now uh, conservatively. So I'm excited about it on the one hand, and it makes me think of like 
what was I? What were my impressions when the iPhone first was announced, or when the iPad was first announced? And for me, the iPad was such a disappointment because oh, it's got its own like stripped down bullshit operating system. It's just apps. It's not like a full Mac uh, OS system. Like that's that's useless. I'm never gonna use an iPad. <laughs> and here we are, however many. <laughs> decades later it's a very popular device it's a very good tablet legitimately i still have never owned an ipad um i have used them uh, occasionally briefly um they're well, really good devices and the iphone is much the same way it's a very good device largely and looking at you iphone 6 <laughs> um okay so this is where um i'm gonna step in because like there's only two things that i have to say about this and one zach is a mm -hmm. direct segue from what you're talking about here which is I don't really want another device. I want a peripheral. So the concept of this just being a very high-resolution screen that you could use to, you know, watch things, whether you're in bed or on a plane, or you could have different stuff up, uh, possibly pinned in augmented reality, could be, like, put a recipe up or something, right? Like, could be cool, could be interesting, but I don't want a device. I want a peripheral like that. And when I think about the practicality of it, like, you know, could I replace my monitors with this? Well, like some of the basic features of docking monitors, you know, or like, you know, having boundaries for your, you know, keyboard or mouse to, to touch or the ability to look down and see your, your hands if need be like those things aren't there with this. So I actually don't know how practical it is to treat this as like a, a, a you know, desktop replacement device for your monitors. And also it kind of seems a bit novel in any other way. And that's all that I want would want it for. I don't need a new fucking phone that goes over my goddamn face. So I don't know. I'm a little cynical. But I think it's cool. I hope it ushers in an era of AR. I hope it is the first step. But I want a peripheral. And I don't know that that's what this is. And maybe I'm always wrong about this shit. So maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Did you, uh, if you've seen or, or, or experienced much of the uh, the Samsung device ecosystem, not really. Go ahead. So, you know, Samsung is the biggest. Really, it's the reason that South Korea has an economy at this point. But um, they have a bunch of devices, watches, earbuds, phones, tablets, you know, whole laptops. Their biggest selling point for getting into that ecosystem is that all of those devices work together seamlessly it's very much the same proposition that you get from apple although i think personally from what i've seen samsung actually does it better in some ways one of those ways is when you have a couple of samsung devices with screens um, you can very easily and seamlessly you know take work from one screen to another you can also very easily and seamlessly use those screens as extensions of each other. So you were talking about wanting a peripheral. If you've got your phone and your tablet next to each other, like say standing on a phone dock with your, your tablet sitting in front of you, you can use your phone as a second monitor. And they're big enough to use them as second monitors these days, so <laughs> that's kind of fun. Uh, if you've got your you know tablet next to your laptop, third monitor. There you go. And your mouse from your, you know, trackpad or from your external uh, mouse peripheral, your cursor will flow between those screens naturally. 
And the best part about that is you don't have to set up where those screens are in relation to each other. The devices know where they are. It is seamless. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So things like that. If this sort of device, which again, it's it's a it's a system replacement right now. If it became something closer to like the Oculus Quest, which itself is a standalone system as well, just you know, less power, more of a phone than a laptop. Uh even as a standalone device, I think if the integration with other Apple systems is there, it may not matter that it's a distinct device. And that may actually be an advantage, which brings me to what we were talking about just the other day or the other week with that um, PlayStation, I think it was, peripheral with the, the screen that you couldn't take out of your house. Oh, Project Q. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were talking, we were comparing that to the uh, Switch. Like, the biggest selling part of the, the the biggest value proposition of the Switch is that it's a whole contained system that you can take with you wherever you want to go. I feel like that would apply to something like this this AR headset as well. Yeah, well, so a moment, you, a moment ago you mentioned the Oculus, and that was the last thing I was going to say on the subject. It's just, this is what fucking Meta should have done. She got for, like, basically AR screens and just <sighs> letting you chat with people that that's what I'm meta should have fucking this, done this the 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 apple podcast but okay so many thoughts on that too right like i don't know if how successful apple's um headset's gonna be but like there were a couple of direct shots at um the whatever meta you want to call it whatever their headset is especially in particular that um they're not tracking where your eyes go like they made a big deal about that because i know that was like one of the biggest privacy concerns with like um the uh, the other one um so i'm really wondering if like more of a byproduct thing of like okay you're not going to get a cheap apple um, headset but now that they're in the game will that boost the quality of other products um, that are out there so they can be competitive so folks aren't gonna wait and you know save three thousand dollars to get a you know a headset or is meta gonna actually make their headset not a privacy nightmare competition is always good for the market and so i would yeah. hope this kind of makes that forces that move against meta but I, meta is such a horrible company for data privacy i don't think anything is going to move that needle frankly <laughs> No, I, I don't particularly think that they will change their tack anytime soon. And the, you know, there there is there are advantages to eye tracking in a headset like this um, that don't relate to, you know, ad metrics. Being able to control <clears throat> the detail on the screen that you need to render based on where your user is actually looking is uh, a real legitimate way to boost the performance of your whole system and use less power. So, you know, there's that. But uh, what I would be interested to see, and, and I think it'll follow kind of a similar trajectory as the the Sam, uh, the not Samsung, although Samsung would be included, the Android iPhone uh, sort of duopoly. There's the features that you saw originally introduced with iPhones, you know, at the very beginning of that whole touchscreen smartphone era that were copied and emulated and ultimately improved upon by the Android ecosystem. Didn't 
happen overnight and for a long time uh there was a real case against uh using android for anything business critical not a stable ecosystem not a fun one to develop against there was uh, a lot of friction in those early days but since then you see a lot more people talking about oh hey the new iphone's coming out with features that android has had for actual years yeah, they move slower. Ideally, that means that they put more polish on those features. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Again, fucking iPhone 6. Uh, and if this headset takes a similar sort of evolutionary path that the phone market took, then you would see that uh, that initial waiting period while the rest of the market looks at this and says hey are they actually making money on this thing before really jumping in and then i think you'll see a lot of that competition that you were looking for uh and you'll probably see a lot more innovation as well there will be things i guarantee if this makes money for apple samsung will come out with a similar device that has very similar features and in some ways makes an innovative improvement upon the whole system so yeah, and that that can really only be a good thing. Amen, bro. All right, gentlemen, you want to wrap up with some trailers? Coming soon to a cinema near you. In a land that... No, in a land... In a time... No, I don't think so. In a land before time. Yep, yep, yep! Yes, please. I'm really sad. I'm really sad that in all of this, we never talked about the uh, the Microsoft AR headset. Well, should we just make this the podcast for next week? Because yes. I feel like there's still like 20 things to talk about. <laughs> yes, I know. Please, I let's know. just, just send right. us home. We Roll. still have a trailer to watch. I, I have two trailers. Do you want to watch Good Omens or do you want to just go to the, the final trailer for the night? Uh, let's just go to the final one because it's getting a little late for me. All right. I just pasted it into the chat. Oh, which chat? The, the Slacky Slack. Slack. Slacker. Oh, you give me a log into the Slacks. Slick Slacks. Slickety slack, don't slack back. So, gentlemen, have you heard of? It just got announced today. Pal World. Is that like Discworld? No. no, it's so much worse. Okay, I want you to tell me which gaming franchise you think is going to sue these people into the ground. Everybody ready? Uh, Unfortunately, from the one second I saw, I think I already know who. But <laughs> okay, count them down. Three, two, one, play. Aren't there like twenty Zelda clones like this already? Zelda? That's what you think? I mean, nope. Yeah. It's Pokemon. Holy shit! <laughs> Zelda Holy Pokemon. shit! It's Pokemon. It is so Pokemon. But wait, <laughs> wait! It gets better. What could enhance Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon has a Gatling gun. Fucking guns! Oh my goodness, the little sheep! <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> The LARPAs with the rockets? Okay. Rocket launchers, miniguns, turrets. Yeah, it's Pokemon Breath of the Wild with guns. Guys, I'm going to buy this day <laughs> fucking this long. Also, mo- I mean, Monster Hunter is kind of vaguely Pokemon-y. Pokemon was first, Ooh. right? Are they manufacturing guns? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Pokemon labor camp for producing illegal weapons and fire. That is ridiculous. It's a magical world of friendship. Where do and I sign up for the slavery. early access? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Right? Yeah, you can't, can't talk that shit. Honestly, I feel like that was just a fever dream. Like, this isn't a real game. 
Bro, it's late. You already fell asleep. You're just dreaming. I, that has to be. That's the only way I can explain who, that. Who is making it, and why is it either Zenimax or the uh, what's the big Chinese conglomerate? Tencent. 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 Yes. It's either Zenimax or Tencent. There's no in between. Who makes it? Who's making it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. But hey, dear listener, it's thank an you very much. Question. For I'm going to answer right now. <laughs> Dear listeners, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that any views uh, any views expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them, not of their friends, family, co-hosts, or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. Zach Ruley, will we be back next week? No, I think I'm just going to figure out how to play Pal World now. <laughs> uh, it's a Japanese publisher, Pocket Pair. What is this game about? Pal World is a game about living a slow life with mysterious creatures, pals, or throwing yourself into a life and death battles with poachers. Okay. <laughs> well, I woke Raul the fuck up with that trailer. Thank you. Jesus. This is so terrible. Terribly awesome? It's... Yes. I love terrible it so it's much. Terrible not here yet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they did Craftopia too. I think they're going to get sued into oblivion by Pokemon. Did you see those fucking designs? Jesus Christ, dude. How could they not? <sighs> they're in Tokyo. Uh, your they Honor, can't it's clearly claim a different game. Ours has firearms. Next question. Pokemon? What are you talking about? I've never heard of this. Pokemon. A, a <laughs> cannot Did they fire Pikachu a with a revolver? <laughs> Did they just say pocket monsters? That sounds like a trademark infringement on their part. No, no. There pair. are no pockets. These are pals. These are pocket pals. It's alliteration, Your Honor. Yeah, and we're pocket pair ink. <laughs> what is the Japanese name for this company? I need to know how it's pronounced. Uh, well, it I think it's po Pokemon means pocket monster, so poke pair. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, helping that's... their lawsuit case. Nope. Nope. <sighs> nope. I need somebody to. Let's see. Okay, I am now stopping with this recording and seeing a little chip with an AK-47. All right, wait, wait, Ruli, what music are we going out on? I mean, you you complained about Thunderstruck, so Thunderstruck. Fuck! <laughs> That's what you get for asking me. Ha <laughs> I just got bored. Everybody out.